0: It is a brand new year and we are remodeling this show. All right. This is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great is going to be on every single Saturday from 2 until 4. So we've we've expanded the show. This is Dave Alexander, Tim Fruzzi in the studio. Tim. Hello. Good afternoon. How are you? Looking forward to the two hours. I, I, I am too. This is going to be two hours of interesting radio about your home what you may want to do for your home, how you can maintain it and make it look good and, you know, improve upon it. Um, And we're looking for your phone calls. If you've got questions for Tim, he's, uh, uh, between the two of us, I want to let you know, between the two of us, we have 30 years of home repair and maintenance experience. (laughs) Tim, how how many years do you have? uh, I guess that would be zero for you then, huh? Yeah, you've got 30. 30 30 plus zero is 30. I got (laughs) nothing. I got nothing, but that's all right. Uh, well, it's going it, to be a good Saturday. It's huh? all
1: good. You're old enough to have lived in a couple of houses. So had, uh,
0: if you, we got talking just about my house mm-hmm. and my houses, mm-hmm. we could fill two hours. So don't worry <laughs> about it. And, of course, you'd have a lot of work to do. And a you've, worked in, you've
1: worked inside a commercial buildings, so you know all about repairs and improvements and needs.
0: Let me feed you our telephone number, 919-860-9783. Although we're talking today for the first hour about gutters Uh, you can ask us any question Uh, tim is with uh, handy helpers remodel and highland roofing and we're going to talk with uh, doug uh, doug vogley from triangle gutter and gutter guard company and uh, welcome doug how are you doug welcome to the show all right i can only push the button one more time how you doing doug You know, often enough what happens is that people will fall asleep as they're on hold. Yeah, he may have done that. All right, we'll try one more time. Saturday at 2 o'clock. Doug, welcome to the show. How you doing? Putting them on hold and then putting them on the air again. How you doing, Doug? Welcome to the show.
1: Technical difficulty.
0: All right, well, we'll We'll get Doug back. We'll get him back. Um, the, The Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. Uh, you know what they do well
1: yeah i'm I'm associated with it doug is an associate and um we uh just as it says we install gutters and repair gutters and put in gutter guards yeah
0: what's the uh, all of the above i you know i bought a home that had been you know lived in and people had it for for years Mm -hmm. no gutter guard at all yeah gutter guards are
1: important um, they will help keep your gutters clean, so that they drain and flow the water away from the house, as you're trying to do. Now, obviously, you got to keep the gutter guards cleaned off. You don't want there's not just a totally maintenance-free system. You got to still clean off the debris off of your roof and things that might be laying on top of your gutter. Right. Um, but um, you know they do work. Now, there's some out there that don't work so well.
0: I'd like to find out about the ones that don't work so well. Honestly, I would. Doug is on the line with us. Uh, Doug Vogley, how are you? Hey, Doug. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Doug, tell us about the company. What kind of work do you do? Well, we don't know. (laughs) That's all right. Tell me about his company, and tell me what they do. Well. Like I said, we do a 6-inch
1: gutter. Uh, we do 5-inch gutter. We use uh, an 032 gauge on our 6-inch product. Oh, you lost me now. 032 gauge. Okay. 032 gauge. Well, a lot of the gutters that you see, say, for instance, you go into Lowe's and you start looking around at the gutter that they have, the aluminum gutter. Yeah. That's probably a, um, an 027, maybe an 025 gauge. So that's very, very thin. So yeah, okay. Yeah. When you're dealing with aluminum, uh, when you go higher up… Like from .025 to .027, you're actually getting thicker. So .02 .032 gauge is a very thick gauge aluminum. So all our six-inch jobs, we refuse to use .029 or .027 or
0: .025. We always go with the thickest. The the downspout on my garage was right next to where my mobile garbage can is mm-hmm. okay and i twisted it mm-hmm. and I, with and no effort at all i managed to crunch that thing beyond yeah yeah you know, i mean that's that's well, just and, and somebody down, bought
1: downspouts you're limited on your thicknesses uh that when we do the gutter itself yeah. that's what i'm talking about that's where you're gonna get but when we buy downspouts they come as they are and they're yeah. all fairly thin all right um did we get dug back on yet he disappeared okay
0: no we didn't yeah we okay. didn't get him back on that's all right. Doug will call back it'll yeah, be all right yep
1: yeah, yeah. so um and, and you know downspouts are important you want to go with something that's got uh, a fairly um fairly wide opening so we recommend using a three inch by four inch rather than the old traditional two by three of the day okay so everything we do whether we use a five inch gutter or a six inch gutter we use a three by four which is three inch by four inch downspout and that's going to enable you to to carry more water down from the gutters out and it also um, carries a bunch of junk with it if you get some leaves and debris it does a better job at getting rid of it
0: i actually knew that it was time to clean out the gutter when my neighbor pointed out that i had trees Growing out of the. Growing out of the. Well, you know, I didn't look. Yeah. I, I didn't look, but yeah. he, he did.
1: Yeah, I think gutters do a good job. If you don't clean them, they're good, uh, they're good hatch beds yeah. for seedlings. They and do mulching. a good job. Yeah. Yeah, mulching. Yeah. <laughs> mulching. All right. What other work do you do? Well, you know, we've got handyhelpers.com, and uh, that's a, a full scale repair uh, renovation business. Right. And um, then we've got Highland Roofing, yeah, uh, NC.com, which is a residential roofer. And we're also into commercial roofing with another division that we have, another company. Um, So lots of different things. We've been doing it a long time and uh, just kind of progressed and worked our way into lots of different projects and uh, getting skill sets and bringing on people that that know more than we do to help out. Like what? I mean, what are the... Well, you know, we do dry sealed crawl spaces. Uh, I've done lots of training over the years, uh, traveled around the country and always looking to to up my game to help people with uh uh additional knowledge uh for myself and 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 help them in in picking the right products and and doing the job the right way a lot of times you know in this business generally speaking um uh, the construction repair remodeling business kind of has a a bad reputation for uh, cutting corners and things of the sort. So, no! Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> well, you're low barriers of entry and, um, yep. and, and and I've always tried to to do my best at, at providing the best quality uh, a timely service. I, you know, sometimes, you know, things, you know, you get backed up on work and it's hard to always get to things as quick as you'd like to but we tried our best to, 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 to do that and um, we'll always do a good quality job and we will always communicate with you.
0: There's uh, somebody somewhere who has uh, put the gallon of white paint in the back of their truck and driven away mm-hmm. and turned the corner and the and the
1: truck oh, know, the yeah,
0: That guy right there okay. is not the guy you want. Well, I looked
1: at on your job. House. I looked at a job earlier today. Um, um, they're going to this is the third job we'll probably do for her, putting a roof on one of her facilities. And um, I don't know that she knows that we're also in the construction business. So. Mm. I can see where other workers have been in and out of the property, and you can see where they cleaned out their brushes on the side of the building. Um, <laughs> not, or,
0: not brushing it against
1: the building. Yeah, and just where they did some tile work and they just left grout sitting out on the front sidewalk, just just not doing a good job cleaning right. up. So, you know, that's the unfortunate thing in this business is you just don't get um, uh, a lot of people doing
0: a great job or trying to do a great job. All right, if you've got a question about any of the topics we just hinted at, or if you've got an issue in your house and you want some advice, free advice, as much as we can give over the radio and, uh, you know, over the phone, telephone number here is 919-860-9783. Now, if you hear me give you some home repair remodeling advice, be sure to discard it. Don't count on it. But if Tim tells you something... Uh, It's going to make sense. 919-860-9783. AccuWeather forecast is coming up next. News Radio 680 WPTF and making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast. Cloudy today and a high near 51. Overnight low tonight near 44, uh, 44, that is, and a... A nice Sunday. Way they say mostly cloudy, but that really does mean we'll see some sunshine at a high near 58. It will be rainy for Monday, Martin Luther King Day, and a high of 49. Right now, 46. For the real feel of 46, News Radio 680 WPTF and uh, Dave Alexander, along with uh, Tim Ferruzzi, making your home great. Saturdays from noon, sorry, from 2 until 4. On News Radio 680 WPTF. Give us the thumbs up when we've got Doug, and we will go on the line with Doug. Uh, otherwise, um, we, we're talking about a TV guy. Let's mention that guy because a lot of people have seen this fella. Yeah. This uh, uh, homes on homes. Yeah. Canadian fella. He's not competing with you. Yeah. He'd have to travel several thousand miles <laughs> uh, to, to do any work here. Yeah. Um, and he'll come into a place that somebody else has worked in. Mm-hmm. And and this is my homes on Holmes impression. He'll say, Oh man. Yeah, you could do it the code, but why do it the code? Let's do it the right way. <laughs> I saw him come in for a leak in a cellar. Mm-hmm. And it was a near teardown. They almost flattened the house. Mm-hmm. And it was just a yitty-bitty leak. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, well, again, Holmes problem was the people who were here before they just they tried it and they, they patched it up and they moved away. Yeah. Do you see that sometimes
1: oh, yeah. A lot lots, lots lots of times I have to come in and fix things that uh, someone had done two years before yeah. two months before or you know five years before that should have lasted much longer than it did because they didn't address certain certain issues they just maybe fixed the problem, yeah, and that may have not been done correctly either, but they didn't actually cause they didn't fix the cause of the problem. Right, so, right. So it came right back.
0: What do they say? You got to repair the plumbing before you bring in. Uh, yeah. It's
1: a system. You got to look at the whole system. Right. What's causing this? What's causing that? What's the best material to use? Right. Yeah. Right. And, so, and he's right about the minimum, the building code. The building code is a minimum building code. So you always want to try to step that up. I mean, Obviously, you've got to follow. At least the minimum building code but if you can use a little thicker plywood or use real plywood or use a water resistant material here or do these extra couple steps right to ensure that there's redundancy in the system so that this doesn't come back that's the way to do
0: it my first home uh, we're living there now but my first home it had an unfinished bonus room above the garage and I walked in, and there was uh, there was a light fixture. But I turned the light fixture off, mm-hmm. and I could see light through the wall. Mm-hmm. Should I have been able to see light? Well, through the wall in, in an
1: attic, you're gonna. Well, I don't know about a wall per se, um, but you know, in an attic, you're gonna have soffit vents. You're gonna have ventilation, so you yes. get the yes. the breathing going on. So. Uh, you will see some daylight in in certain parts of your attic most of the time because you do need airflow in attics, right? Um, and some some people have different philosophies about attics. I've seen some sealed up completely, um, and then you got to worry about you know how's your roof going to hold up long term because of the the issues with ventilation not being around it or under it. Um, So, you know, now if you've got a pipe flashing on a roof that you can see daylight through, like not just like a glowing uh, translucent uh, through the actual... Uh, flashing itself, but actually daylight, where you could see out and look at the sun or the trees, then you've got some issues.
0: Yeah, that, uh, and we did. Yeah, but that—that's all right. Yeah. Uh, that was the perfect, the perfect occasion to notice something. Mm-hmm. Is when the house belongs to somebody else, uh-huh. and you're about to buy it. I said, "Well, this is the, the thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this house probably, but I want to be able to go in there and know that there are no mice going to come yeah. in."
1: You know, we've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. That uh, you know, and, and I have this same issue in my own home. I'm so busy working for everybody else, and I do things on my house. My house is in, in very good very good shape, but there's always that list that I just it just becomes kind of like your mindset. Oh well, you just kind of look past it. That you, things that you do need to do, yes, that you just don't do, and then when you go to sell your house, you do it all. So yeah. you're getting the house ready for someone else, and, and you should have done it while you live there. So we all kind of settle with with just this is the way it is. It's okay. No big deal.
0: All right. I can hear Doug in the background, and we'll like to try to uh, punch the button and put him up in just a moment. All right. Uh, 919-860-9783 is our telephone number, and uh, uh, Doug Vogley is going to be with us. I've got John Ingarner. And also Vicki in Wake Forest who is waiting. And Doug is on. Hey, Doug. Doug Vogley from Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. How are you, Doug? Yeah, welcome. How are you? Speak right up. Okay. I'm going to put Doug on hold, then put him back on the air, and see if by jiggling the handle that will work. Hi, Doug. No, it didn't work. That's all right. <laughs> of jiggling the handle—that's one of the things that we that we do in our lives uh-huh. to adapt. Uh-huh. Jiggling the handle is the metaphor that I always use for oh, let's try something different with the I've equipment. Had
1: do, I've had to do that a few times with toilets. You know, jiggle the handle on the toilet.
0: All right, I'm going to talk to Vicky in Wake Forest. Vicky, thank you very much for being a test Hi, case. I'm Hi, Vicky. How are I'm you? In the car. Hopefully I won't Good, Vicky. I, I just want to inform you, hold on just a moment, what we have is an output of Vicky feeding back into the uh, output of the radio station. Vicki, talk to me again. So I'm
2: not sure if that's part of it, that's what made me interested in calling. Go ahead. Um, the, I've only been in the house two years, it's a new house, and the material between that concrete driveway and that slab under the garage is just deteriorating and then gone in some of the little area there. Is that normal?
0: Is it like a soft
1: material? Uh, you know, Vicky, we lost a little bit about what you were saying. Um, so if you could start over, if you don't mind. I'm trying to understand what you're talking about.
0: Stop. I'm not hearing you. It's okay, Vicki. Go ahead and tell that story again. I think what Vicky's asking about is the material between the driveway and the slab of the garage. Mm-hmm. Now, in my case, I think I remember some sort of material well, that there would between be, that,
1: it. That would be possibly an expansion joint, right? And I just wanted to make sure I was clearly hearing what she was talking about. So, yeah, yeah that stuff will expansion joints. Uh, in the past, they used, and they still do this at times. They used a uh, a type of Celotex insulation board material that would basically just create a half inch or three quarter inch gap so that um, things could expand you know material needs to move yeah so over the years if you use that type of material which is basically just a a fiber board right right it decomposes so if you do have a gap like that because that's decomposed or falling out or rotting out um, that can be cleaned out and you come in and put down a backer rod which is a a foam plastic material you just fill the gap down and then you come in with a self-leveling caulking that yeah. works on horizontal surfaces that self-levels and just fills that so that is important if you don't take care of those joints like that and you see that a lot in commercial buildings what'll happen is you'll get erosion you'll get ice yep. and things will start to happen so i always recommend that if you have expansion joints like that close to a house that you do try to address those those are important
0: And nobody thinks to tell anybody that you got to do this.
1: Yeah, it's such a exactly. It's one of those things that most people don't know about and uh, they don't address. But uh, commercial facilities, you'll see uh, that is more very important around commercial facilities because they're so large. The buildings are so massive. Yeah. When you have a sidewalk coming up to a building and you see just an open gap like that,
0: that's not a good thing. Okay. You want to, Vicky. I'm sorry to tell you you've got a de- com- you've got decomposed fiberboard. Yeah, most likely that's what it is. But anybody to take five minutes and take a look at it and tell you yep, what to do. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. honestly. All right, let's see if we can pick up with John and Garner. John waited a, a bit. Hi John, thanks hey, a lot for calling. You know, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Hey, yes. Hello. Yes, how go ahead. Okay. John cannot I'm hear not us. In you. Uh, yes, you're not all right. This is what I'm going to do. I'm putting John on hold. John, this is what I want you to do. I want you to wait just a second after I stop talking. And I want you to ask me your question, and then you listen to the radio. You'll hear your answer. Go ahead, John.
3: Okay. You all were thinking of Doug earlier. I'm sorry that Doug's not on the show yet, but anyway, I've been considering gutter covers for my house, and that's not a setup question, but I would be curious. I can go to Lowe's and buy some green plastic with. Gutters and put them on myself very deeply mm-hmm. versus having a company come out with their product. Uh, tell me why I should go one way or the
0: other. All right. That's Thank you. Plan. Thank you, John. John will let you go. Turn on the radio. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, John. Okay.
1: So, so yeah, to answer, yeah, to answer his question, and a lot of people do that. And if you can do something yourself, people try to do that if they're handy or they're looking for things to do. They find that to be fun. Um, obviously doing it yourself there's some risk involved on ladders so you always have to consider that yeah Um, especially when you start getting up in age Uh, but um, that is a solution Uh, what I have found though with some of those cheaper uh, gutter guards and, and Lowe's does have varying levels of gutter guards you can get a less expensive one and you get a more expensive one um the cheaper gutter guards uh they don't hold up very well they um they're yeah. they're very flimsy they'll you get a good wind um things like that they'll they'll fall out um so the gutter guards that professionals use uh typically are a lot more substantial by right. by three to four times so that that's the difference
0: all right more questions 919-860-9783 919 860-9783 you're listening to making your home great we're going to be here for two hours well, you know, obviously we've we've frittered away a half an hour of your time but uh we're going to be here till four o'clock this afternoon tim ferruzzi and dave alexander we are on till four four o'clock the wine crush uh in the short term news and an accuweather forecast uh we are uh, retooling making your home great, uh, renovating it and expanding it yep. to the two-hour version.
1: And if you have any questions about anything home-related or building-related, call okay. us at uh, 919-860-9783. Doug,
0: I know that you can hear me now. Doug, Doug tell me, what what uh, what's the most interesting job maybe you've done in the last little while with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company? Thank you. <laughs> what's
3: the most interesting job? Yeah. Oh boy, Depends which way you look at it. I've, I've had to do some jobs on two or three story buildings where you're hanging over the edge of the roof without ladders because there's water below. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, that's probably one that sticks out the most. That was the most difficult. Man. Um, it all depends. Every, every job is different. As much as people think homes are the same and gutters are the same, there's something that happens on each one, whether it be wind, weather, architectural design, dogs, <laughs> bees. It could be anything that um, we run into during the day.
0: Snakes. And I imagine, Doug, has run into, have you been busy since
3: the ice came? Yes, it, it's crazy all the time. It's been busy, water problems. The ice really backs us up because it's just too dangerous to work with with ice melting on top of your head and, and not having a good, safe surface to put ladders on. So we get backed up, and now that the ice is melted, we, we've got to catch up and do a lot of work.
0: All right. Uh, telephone number, if you've got a question about gutters or anything in home improvement or home repair, uh, because Tim Ferruzzi is our co-host today uh, and forever. Uh, and Tim is with Handy Helpers Remodel and Highland Roofing and also associated with Triangle Gutter and Gutter Guard Company. If you've got a gutter question, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead and call us if you've yeah. got a question about anything in your home. And everybody does. Uh, telephone number 919-860-9783. 919 919-860- 860 Nine, seven, eight, three. You know, one thing leads to another to another, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, my house did not have a dishwasher when it was constructed 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I think some communities frown on dishwashers. Are you finding new homes that are going in without dishwashers? No, most homes have dishwashers. They do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, the word was, well, you know, we don't like them in our our town, etc. Okay. Yeah. So... We put our zone our in. Mm-hmm. me and some talented friends, mm-hmm. talented being in quotes, italics, and
1: dishwashers aren't easy to install. There's a lot and, involved with those
0: and the, and the the plumbing ended up looking like something I don't know, honestly from medicine. Mm-hmm. you know, with one hose going one way, another you know, <laughs> bottom line, years later, the area below the sink starts sagging because mm-hmm. it's gotten wet yeah. not a lot yeah. wet Yeah, yeah. Just a not dro- a lot wet just a little wet A couple drops at a time yep and and th- that whole thing is messed up I know I'm gonna you know I'll face the problem mm-hmm. that you talked about where well, you go to sell your house you fix everything at mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. I'll probably have to do that yeah. um, as it turned out we had uh, I don't know whether this is safe to talk about on the radio we had a male fixture or we should have had a female fixture mm-hmm. Or we had a male and a female turned upside down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that sounds right or not, mm-hmm. but we had one simple plumbing problem, mm-hmm. which led to a whole bunch of other things. Well, in some cases, if it goes on too long,
1: you've got to pull that whole base cabinet out and and uh, deal with structural issues under the house. You can deal. You, you, bioaerosols are another problem, mold and things that yeah. can can come from that. So yeah, it uh, you got to make sure that you. You do things properly, and when you do it yourself, check it, and check it again, and check it again.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't. We also had uh, an issue with the roof in this famous bonus room, and it had to do with the chimney for the—they built them like a chimney, but it's really a Mm -hmm. stovepipe—for the the gas uh, fireplace. Mm -hmm. And all I saw was a little tiny piece of black— on the underside of the roof. Mm -hmm. Should bells have gone off in my head at that point? A little tiny area of wetness inside the building.
1: Well, yeah, you don't want that to leak because what's happening is that's going to start rotting out the plywood and you don't know how much damage is on the other side of the plywood that you can't see. It could be 20 times the size of what you're seeing inside. When I go out to someone's house and, I, and and they show me a roof leak that they've had, which I call also water intrusion, Yeah. usually there's another three to four uh, that they don't see. So it's the stuff you don't see. Oh, my roof's not leaking. Oh, right. I got this one leak. No, I bet you you have a dozen, le- half dozen leaks. Yep. And, and more times than not, that's the case.
0: I know there were a lot of people who uh, do roofs and will not warranty unless they've done the whole roof well it's hard to warranty a roof repair say you go
1: up on a roof and you replace uh, two shingles it's hard to say oh i give you a warranty on those two shingles or i give you a warranty on that whole plane of the house yeah that is correct now if we go do a pipe flashing we'll warrant that pipe flashing for you know five years Um, but you know generally when you're doing roof repairs if shingles are blowing off of a house there's a reason for that and usually what is around that shingle have issues or will have issues in the near future so it is hard to give a warranty of any kind of uh, substantial amount of time uh, for something like
0: that my house is 15 years old i know that you know i'm keeping that uh, that uh insurance uh, the, the home repair insurance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I, I know that the HVAC system mm-hmm. one day will go, mm-hmm. uh, as it is, they've come out several times and we've made repairs because mm-hmm. it'll be a cold day mm-hmm. in July before they replace the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But one day they will. Maybe have you, have you liked that service? I did like it. You have liked it. I liked it. Okay. I like the fact that really honestly you're getting it. you're getting some good um, technicians for your appliances. Mm-hmm. Who are coming in now? I haven't had anything structurally that need mm-hmm. to be need to be done. I don't think that covers it. Now, how's that
1: work? Do they charge you? They charging you a set amount per year? Yeah, for I'm paying per month, per yeah. month. And then when you get a call for them to come out and do something, do you have to pay a a copay, a deductible of some sort? How yes,
0: much? I pay the the individual something like sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Which is not bad, because one time we came out, Mm -hmm. paid the fellow the $60, -hmm. and he couldn't fix the refrigerator. Right. So we felt like winners that month. Now, every other month, we're just kind of saying, oh, okay, we're...
1: So you know, when they don't fix the refrigerator, they can't fix the refrigerator, the company will give you a new refrigerator? I have a brand new refrigerator. Okay, right. Within
0: a year, and that, that was very good. And, and,
1: it's, and if you want to upgrade it, then you just pay the difference? Is that how that works? I
0: want to upgrade? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I'm sure yeah. they gave me a budget. Yeah. But it was a nice budget. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what I had was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I have now is far better. Mm. And I may have had to have paid an extra couple of dollars, uh, but yeah. I I don't think it was much. Now, was that a... Was that a
1: policy on the refrigerator directly or just the whole home policy i have the whole home okay all right.
0: i have the whole covers home and, all that's, the, yeah. and, I, and i think that's a, not a bad idea mm-hmm. i guess what um it's funny because i told the story long enough that i my original uh, point was lost mm-hmm. and i've forgotten what it was but it might have been um you know you've got you've got a significant investment in your home mm-hmm. you want to be able to make sure that the roof is good mm-hmm. i know what it was 15 years, I've owned the home for 15 years. What am I supposed to look at in the roof? What am I supposed to look at in the house that's going to go bad? Mm-hmm. I mean, is the, should the roof have problems within 15 years? Well, yeah, a roof, a roof uh,
1: typically, if it's a three-tab shingle, will start, that's the end of its life is in a 15 to, uh, I've seen them as low as 12 years, 12 to 15. 18 years okay they're pretty much at the end of their life depending on where they're located Uh, there's lots of factors that go into that calculation and you can tell by looking at the shingles now architectural shingle uh, which they say are limited lifetime shingles they'll typically
0: last 18 to 25 years well that's what i want next time yep that's what i want next time Uh, the uh but the real question from my perspective is how do i know you know what I mean? How, how well, do I know what it's going to go? I don't want to wait
1: until the leak. No, and that's that's where it's important to call um, one of like a service that I offer with Highland Roofing or another roofer to come out and do some preventive maintenance, just like you would do on your car, or that you do on your body, or you do on your uh, your Man. refrigerator, or whatever. You right. just Do these preventive things, to, or you change your air filters in your house? Do you, do people change their air filters in their house every month? They're supposed to. Yeah.
0: My neighbor d- tells me that uh, uh, getting the bill from the power company mm-hmm. is his key, his message to go switch out that. Yeah. Now, mine has got cat hair from three months ago, mm-hmm. and it's concave yeah. or convex. It's The, the airflow is, is being obstructed by the dog yeah. and cat yeah. hair.
1: My and neighbor's it, a little more detailed, and and you should be more conscientious of that. I should, uh, Dave, because that's costing you money. Not only is it costing you more of a light bill, yeah, uh, but it's wearing out your system outside. So it, it's it, when you let that go like that, that's costing you. So if you're conscientious about it, you should just try to grab some extra filters when you're at the store and keep them in the house, and 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 keep an eye on, like you said, your neighbor when he gets his bill. That's his. That's his uh
0: dime to go ahead and move forward, see Tim, there are two kinds of people in this world. there are people who cut their lawns left to right, left to right, and that's me mm-hmm. okay. Then there are people who cut their lawns at forty five degree angles, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and trim every corner yeah, that's my neighbor, yeah, okay. There are people who replace <laughs> their air you're, you're filters right you're right, you're right. every you're
1: right. month you're right well and you then know then there's some, me there's some guys that have started a service. Uh, where they will send you the air filters on a monthly basis. <laughs> Young guys, I, I like think, it. from what I heard, my son was telling me about it the other day, and these guys have become multimillionaires. Sure. You yeah. just subscribe to the service, and they send them to you every month.
0: Because I can't remember two different vents or two different dimensions. 14 by 20, mm-hmm. and the other one's 20 by, yeah. I don't know what yeah, it is. You've... I can't remember what to well, buy.
1: Well, I can't either, so yeah. what I do is when I go to the Lowe's or somewhere to buy them, I just buy five at a time and and then you know take them I, back yeah well no just when i need them they're there and oh, okay. uh, when i start running short i go oh here it is this is the size i need and i go get it
0: all right on the drive home i'm going to buy every size they have and change it <laughs> out luck. and return whatever you know there is all right one. telephone number 919-860-9783 we'll get you on uh with tim tim ferruzzi and dave alexander we are on making your home great a News Radio 680, WPTF. Uh. Making your home great, Saturdays noon, no, 2 till 4. I better not show up at noon again. <laughs> I did earlier today. Uh, making your home great, Saturdays uh, 2 until 4. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, and we are on. Till 4 o'clock, look forward to your phone calls at 919-860-9783. Going to pick up with Joe in Lillington. Joe, thank you for holding on How are you doing? Up. Good. How are you? How are you, Joe? Hey.
3: Hello, Dave and Tim. Thank hey. you. Hello?
0: Hope you're having a good day. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Joe, go ahead. Tell us what's going on. Yeah,
3: I can hear you. I can hear you.
0: Can you hear me? Yes. Yes.
3: I can hear you, but you
0: can't hear me good. Joey can hear you just fine. Go ahead. I I hear you fine. Go ahead.
3: Uh, I got you off my speaker. All right. Uh, What I was going to tell you is you were talking about filters for your air conditioner. Uh, Yeah. Those kind that you don't have to throw away is what I use. And you uh, vacuum a grill about every other day in front of that filter, and then I take the filter. And rinse it off real good outside with a, a garden hose, and it works fine. How long? He let it go for If you got a cow, cow there, I'd recommend doing it about every 10 days, but you can take it, uh, you know, wipe it in front of your grill off in the house, and that'll help a lot. And it'll...
0: Now, Joe, do how often do I have to wipe off the grill?
3: But I about a kind you don't have to throw, uh, throw away, and it'll last probably 20 or 30 years, maybe longer.
1: Hmm. All I've right. never, never seen that product.
0: Thank you, Joe. Joe, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling up. Uh, line three, I've got Jackie in Durham. Jackie, how are you? Jackie, how are you? Welcome to the show. What's going on?
2: Hi, how are you
0: doing? Good. Good. What, what's uh, going on? I
2: noticed we had a house built, and within it was built on a slab, and within a month's time where the carpet met the wall, I noticed that it seemed to be getting dirty or dusty and I called the builder and talked with him about it and he said there was nothing to be done about that, that there was no problem. But then, then during the winter time I noticed the air was coming through and I went around the house um, it's two levels. I went around the house and noticed that air was pouring in all around the house where the slab and the wall met. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if there's a problem. And the way that the flound was
0: put in, was it not put in correctly or just what? Hmm. All right, I'm going to guarantee you one thing. Yes, there was something wrong.
1: What do you think? Yeah, so it sounds to me like what you're saying uh, is that you've got dirt coming in between the wall and the floor as well as cold air.
0: Jackie, is that true?
2: And I called the insurance you know the home insurance warranty, people that you mm-hmm. supposedly have to have to take out when you have a house built for a certain amount of time, yeah, and they told me, well, unless it's life threatening, which we don't call that life threatening, there's nothing that we're responsible for mm-hmm. so um we've been in this house about nineteen or twenty years, mm. and during the wintertime, I just hate it because I can feel the cool air. Coming through the, you know, through the floor when I'm next to the wall, um, opening up the blinds or moving the curtains or anything like that. So right. well, I'm thinking that definitely was a problem that should have been addressed.
0: Okay, I'm well, going to put Jackie on hold. Jackie, go. On. Yeah, Tim, Tim, we got about two minutes. Go yeah, ahead, Jackie. Uh,
1: to answer your question, uh, a builder's probably not going to come back uh, 19 or 20 years later and, and do anything for you. Um, I don't know how long you've been after him about it, but you probably just need to call someone like myself um, to come out and take a look and give you some ideas on what it's going to take to solve the problem. I I would think is the easiest way to approach it.
0: She's got air seeping in at the floor level.
1: Yeah.
0: Shouldn't there be some sort of blocks inside the wall?
1: Well, there should be insulation and caulking and and barriers of sorts. So, again, it's a hard question to answer without really seeing what there's lots of factors that could be contributing to it. So she just needs to call a professional, have them come take out, take a look at it and assess it.
0: All right, Jackie, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling and I appreciate uh, everybody who did call during uh, today's show uh, or at least this hour of the show. Uh, Hang on, we're not done. This is now a two hour show. Making Your Home Great, Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander. Tim is the owner of uh, Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. Second hour on this show, Jeremy Walrich, a sales rep and former field tech. We're going to put the former field tech in exclamation points Mm -hmm. because he's going to be able to help people out. That's good. uh, For Newcomb and Company about HVAC issues. And he's going to probably yell at me for the whole concept that I haven't changed my filters in a while and that my filters are hairy. If your filters are hairy, or if you have further gutter problems... Get a haircut. Get a haircut. Get your, your gutter out of the gutter. No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the show for you, and we do this every single week for two hours. We look forward to your phone calls, 919 860 9783, the AccuWeather forecast, news, and then more of making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Every Saturday, 2 until 4. On News Radio 680 WPTF, cloudy today with a high temperature near 51, overnight low 44. It is 47. With a real feel of 52, and this is making your home great.
1: What happened to the weather yesterday and the day before? I want that back. No, I can't this give it to you. It's beautiful. It's like summer.
0: People say, what's Spring. the temperature? You mean now? Yeah, now. Yeah. I can only give that. That was the voice of Tim Feruzzi. Uh, Tim and uh, Dave Alexander are going to be hosting this show every single Saturday. Jeremy Walrick is here, a sales rep and former field tech for Newcomb and Newcomb and Company, we're going to talk about HVAC issues: your air conditioner, your heat thing, your furnace. I got to I, I got to be honest. There's no more complicated subject than that. Um, people will sit around at parties and say, "Well, what do you have? Do you have a heat pump?" I don't know. I got a switch on the wall, right?
4: Absolutely, absolutely. What um, do
0: most of us have? Outside the house. What is that noisy thing there?
4: Well, that's actually called a condenser. Okay. It could be a heat pump condenser or yeah. it could be an air conditioning condenser.
0: I get both things from that same box. What do I get? What do I have? Depends on what's inside. Uh, really? I have no way of knowing. All right, good. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that at the next party I go to. So the um, the whole issue of HVAC takes in a fair amount of other associated. Problems. You guys were just talking about mold and and other things. You get into that. We do. You do. In what way? I mean, uh, I think of HVAC as I'm turning on that switch. I want it hotter in the room or colder. Mm-hmm. Not well, just
4: that. No, it's not quite that easy on the inside. Of what actually happens with the system? There's uh, there's a whole host of other things that happen when you turn that switch. Uh, we're either Let's take air conditioning for instance. Yeah, go when, ahead. When you turn when you turn the uh, the AC down, when you want your your air colder, yes. What you're actually feeling is a is a byproduct of moisture removal. Yeah. So we're actually just we're removing the moisture from the air. Does
0: that make it feel artificially cooler?
4: Uh, to to a degree, yes. Yeah. Move
0: this microphone just a little bit. All right, good. So, so the um, you're taking the moisture out mm-hmm. of the the air. That's correct. And it make it to feel a
4: little cooler. That's correct. It's a large dehumidifier, is all it is. What you know of as air conditioning is nothing more than a large dehumidifier for your home. What goes wrong on it? What oh, can go wrong? My goodness, where do I start? <laughs> um, well. First and foremost with uh, with a home air conditioner uh, you got to have the correct airflow so the number one thing is replacing your filters. oh
0: please, oh, please everybody off my back about the filters <laughs> I admitted in the last hour that we I only replace the filter you know now and again when the wall starts to get dirty when that little metal door gets dirty mm-hmm then I vacuum it off, and then I replace the filter. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Should I, I should do this once a month, shouldn't I?
4: That's correct,
0: yes. All right. The airflow. Is mm-hmm. there anything else in my house that could goof up the airflow?
4: Oh, absolutely. Like Co- what? Covering your vents. Yeah. Don't put furniture in front mm-hmm. of it. And... Mm-hmm. Well, the, my wife
0: says, all right, we're going we're gonna to run the heat at this temperature. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the night, it gets hot. I usually put a pillow over the vent. Am I doing the wrong thing?
4: You are. You're restricting the airflow to the system. And you're not listening to your wife.
0: Well, those are two. Yeah. Okay. All right. I sort of assumed The second here one is pretty major. <laughs> yeah. The second one is major, but I didn't think it would come up today. Um, so I'm restricting the airflow. So what? I don't want it so hot in the room.
4: You're overheating the system. You're taking that air where it's intended to go and you're diverting it to another area, which increases, uh, basically increases the pressure in the duct system, which doesn't allow it to If you're in heating mode, you could overheat the components in the furnace or in the uh, indoor coil. You're driving it backwards. Is that right? Uh, Not so much driving it backwards. You're increasing the, I hate to use such a technical term, but it's called static pressure inside the ductwork. You're making it greater. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. here's the. uh, Mm -hmm. I'm writing this out. And what I basically want you to do is sign this at the conclusion of the broadcast. Mm -hmm. So it would actually be better for the house if I... Don't follow my wife's advice, and I would just go ahead and adjust the thermostat.
4: No, I I believe you misunderstood. No, I wouldn't sign anything.
0: (laughs) But the whole idea, all right, so you think that it would be a better idea for me to go over and adjust the thermostat? not following my wife's instructions
4: no i do not believe
1: that's right. a good idea now what for... about what about the idea of adjusting the the duct cover because a lot of times they have mm-hmm. that yeah the ability to that's all i'm doing what do you those think those are that? designed
4: a, for a, directionals really oh, come all come for. Yeah. they're not just <laughs> really? so, the,
1: so the directional portion of it doesn't really have an effect on how much heat or cooling comes in the room
4: yeah, it can, yes. I mean, although they're not designed to shut them down. Even though they can be shut, you're not supposed to shut, shut them, They can be shut down, right. Right. Exactly, right? Exactly. All right. And we
0: have, we have two rooms upstairs mm-hmm. that are heated and air-conditioned. Mm-hmm. I have two college students who have abandoned ship during the semester. Mm-hmm. Is it okay for me now to go upstairs, well, as soon as they go back to school, and close off those vents, cover them up with a piece of wood?
4: No. Why? No. Because now you're affecting the rest. You, you have essentially taken part of the home that's inside the envelope. Yes. And taking away that heating or cooling. Yes. It is affecting the system as an overall mm-hmm. and is create- making the rest of your house actually work harder. The system is designed, when, when we design a heating and air conditioning system, we design it to heat and cool the house, not just specific room, Yeah, but the house in general. When you change that, you've changed the entire way the system works. You're changing the the way the air moves in the home, yeah. Uh, the back pressure again in the ductwork. There's there's a whole number of things that are changing in there.
1: And then you could also, I would think, you're also affecting, as you just said, in a different way. You might start getting dew point issues up in that area Absolutely. above, it and that's going to affect everything Absolutely. else. Absolutely,
0: this That'd is madness. This goes against everything the Alexander family have done for three generations. But then and we have been. Very, that
1: explains why you're here. Yeah, it's
0: exactly right. That's why I'm working on the weekends. <laughs> is what it is. Uh, no, I mean I know people. My grandpa. Now this is in Yankee Land, and this mm-hmm. is going back 35 years. Okay. Would quote unquote close off the upstairs. Okay. He would put up in the stairwell at the bottom of the stairwell a heavy blanket. Mm-hmm. And would close all the vents upstairs mm-hmm. and would theoretically not heat the upstairs.
4: Oh, it, it was happening. He just didn't yeah. realize it
0: was happening. Was what? he saving any money? I mean, was he doing it, doing anything positive?
4: Uh, in, in that aspect, you're talking about a different region. Up yeah. here. We're talking about um, air moves differently in heating season than it does in air okay. conditioning season. All right. So um, that heat's going to get upstairs. Yeah, No matter what he does, yep. I mean, especially with a home built back then, it's going to move upstairs. Hot travels to cold. The yes. colder it is, the yes. faster it moves. huh. So he could have, in effect, been increasing the amount of heat he needed downstairs. Now, obviously, I wasn't there, so I don't, I mean, you were.
1: I, it's, well, it's all right. The other thing I wonder about, too, is, mm-hmm. you know, these houses that were built back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, they were leaky. They were Extremely built different than the houses extreme. now. So, so you could maybe do some things then that you really
4: shouldn't do now because of how efficient homes are, how tight they are. Well, what back to the, uh, the mold and mildew showing yeah. up in the houses like we were talking before, what we're seeing a lot of, especially with the past two summers being as humid as they are, is the efficiency of the systems are yeah. actually exceeding the efficiency of the homes now. So whereas, um, you know, late 1990s, early 2000s, when we put a new system in, we were we were happy with 64-degree air coming out of the vents. Yeah. With the rise in the efficiency standards of the systems and the way technology has advanced with these systems, we're, we're getting 40, 42-degree air. And when you start getting into your super-high-efficiency systems you can actually get air coming out of those vents that is just above the freezing point. I mean, we're talking 35, 38-degree air. Yeah. So, I mean, we're on the verge of refrigeration versus air conditioning.
0: I like that. So, That's well, what I want you know, in know, the summertime.
4: Exactly. I exactly. want refrigeration. <laughs> but, I don't want air conditioning. I want refrigeration. But remember now, yes. the colder that air, yes, the faster that transfer from the hot to cold. So you're going to bring in outside air. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no way to seal a house 100%. It's you just, just not right. going to happen, All nor right. do you want it to happen. We're going to so, talk more. about Yes,
1: go quick, ahead. Quick question uh, regarding fresh air intakes. Is there something changing in the code? I know if you have a fireplace that that's kind of a natural
4: air exchange, but what, what are your comments on that? The, the code has changed considerably in the mm-hmm. past few years. Uh, there's a couple different standards that go along with that. The first and foremost one that comes to my mind, uh, it deals more on the new construction side where your kitchen vent, your hood that you turn on when you, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah. in, in my case, when I burn the, uh, the pot of water, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. when I turn that on, if that vent exceeds 399 CFM, years ago it didn't matter. That was fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we are required to make that air up, mm. much like a commercial uh, commercial restaurant mm. where well, they're exhausting so much air, they have to bring more air in. Well, we are now required to do that in a residential application. Mm. So we have to make up that air. So, um, And then when you start getting into your, your higher building standards, your energy stars, your system visions, your things like that, you... Uh, You've got a completely—I hate to say it—call it, I call it a, a different standard, but it, it's a uh, much the same. But it requires a certain number of air changes per hour in the home, and that's done through a um, a timer mechanism. It's done through your bath fans, uh, and some of them you can even take the windows into account in
0: that. So, all right, we're we're going to talk more. Jeremy's going to explain all of what he just said during our next break and we're also going to learn this that all we want to know do we lower the lower the air conditioning while we're at work should we do that or we should, should we just leave it on we'll talk about that next break uh, in just a moment the program is called making your home great a news radio 680 wptf News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Two until four, we've expanded. We've added another hour to the show. And uh, Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, your permanent hosts. And then uh, every now and then we'll have great experts, Jeremy Walrick on from Newcomb and Company. The basic question I have <laughs> you understand the concept? My wife believes that when we leave the house, we should then adjust the air conditioner to allow the house to get warmer because we're not there. Mm -hmm. And I say that when we come home, we then force the system to look because the couch absorbs heat (laughs) and to bring the temperature down in the house. After we come home, labors the system and costs me money jeremy waller can actually answer this i think well
4: well i mean (laughs) there's a lot of factors that go into that what's the outdoor temperature of the day how how's the humidity 90 degrees
0: 83 percent many dogs do you have yeah exactly (laughs) i mean it's, it's
4: not just your couch that's absorbing the heat it's the entire structure of your home so that really is a concept I absolutely. mean, the, 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 it absorbs the heat it does absolutely um when we air condition our home we're not air conditioning the air we're air conditioning the entire structure the walls the furnishings everything yeah. we have to remove that heat from all of that to, to keep your home comfortable yes um what you are driving at is a debate that's been raging for years and years and years i mean here we have the uh uh, the programmable thermostats yeah. and, and uh, the, the government telling us, hey, put these up and you can save energy. And but, beat the beat to peak meters, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, time of use meters is mm-hmm. along the same line. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we, it's been debatable as to whether that actually does lower your uh, your overall energy, u- your energy usage or right. whether it actually drives it up or is there any difference at all? And, that's where we start getting into, you know, if you've got a 100-degree day while you're at work and yeah. you've set that thermostat back yeah. four or five degrees, yeah, what's the energy cost to bring that back up to a comfortable temperature?
1: Now, would you think that two
4: degrees would make much of a difference, more so than five or six degrees? Absolutely, because you don't have to bring it up quite as much. Mm-hmm. Now, when my customers insist on... Setting it back or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, go no more than about two to three degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's kind of it's kind of interesting if you look at the actual factory defaults on a programmable thermostat, and you put it on your wall and you don't adjust those factory defaults while, yeah. while you're at work. Yeah, it's allowing your home to raise to eighty-five degrees. Mm. Really? Which in North Carolina, when you walk back in the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to smack you in the face. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, it's going to take a while. To get back to your comfort. Yeah, I'd rather go back outside, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: I don't, I, I guess I understand it. All right, mm-hmm. here's the other, the other uh, layman question of the day. Mm-hmm. When you want it colder in your house, do you say, I'm going to turn the air conditioning down, or do you turn it up?
4: Oh. I say I turn it down. You yeah, turn I'm it, turning down. it down to make yes, it colder. Yes, yes, I'm talking about the actual temperature. Yeah, you're the turning the down. down. Yeah, that's, yeah. Fine. Yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine.
0: What else goes wrong in the air conditioner
4: uh, oh. world, HVAC world? Uh, there's quite a few things that can go wrong with an air conditioner.
1: And maybe we need to talk about heat too, since we're using so much heat this
4: time of year. Well, let's talk about heat then. Okay. Well, both of them come back to yeah. maintenance. Yeah. You know, you maintain your car. Preventive you Get your oil changed. Yeah. Exactly. There are things that need to happen with your uh, with your HVAC system. Filters being number one. That's the number one thing that most homeowners can do for themselves. Uh, yeah. Now, some of them have a specialty filter that needs uh, you know certain size or whatever that they typically have uh, yeah. an HVAC company that comes out and takes care of that for them. But uh,
0: for there's the a part. there's an A quality and a B quality at my home center. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? I'm throwing it out in 30 days.
4: Uh, well, that depends on 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 you yourself. Uh, do you have any breathing problems? Do you have any dogs, no. at cats, animals in the house? Do you have I have children? nine. I
0: have nine cats and twenty three chihuahuas. You're better
4: off with the fifty cent throwaway filter. Fifty cent throwaway. I <laughs> change it every three days. Yes. Every three
0: days. I mean, really, that's what it go, amounts to mm-hmm. is change frequently mm-hmm. and and not absolutely, worry about. Absolutely, absolutely. Well,
4: now, you get into some people that uh, that do have breathing problems or they need us. Uh, certain filter to create out here to filter out those allergens or whatever and then there there's a whole plethora that you get into of different styles and types and medias and and things like that that
1: uh well you know one thing i want to mention too jeremy when i go buy filters i'll buy you know i'll try to buy a half dozen of each Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. just have them there and um it hurts my feelings sometimes when i see (laughs) the prices on these things Mm -hmm. because they're you know, the the ones that are fine that will pick up everything, they're costing fifteen twenty dollars a piece. That's correct. Yes, yeah. they are. And um, or is that good? That, that that you're using
4: that kind, or just depends. Like it, I said, there again, it depends on yeah, the individual yeah. user. Depends on really the end user. There. Yeah. All, All right. right.
0: More information about that and HVAC and your questions coming up second half of uh, this hour. Yes. News Radio six eighty WPTF. <laughs> News Radio 680 WPTF, telephone number here, 919-860-9783, making your home great, Jeremy Walrick from Newcomb and Company, along with your hosts, Tim Feruzzi and Dave Alexander, and we are talking about uh, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning, telephone number, and anything else you want to talk about, your home, got enough talent in this room here, we'll come up with the answer, uh, hopefully correct. 919 860 9783. And the, uh, what was the question, Tim, that you? you... Oh, yeah, Jeremy. Um,
1: so, um, gosh, you caught me off guard. Uh, that's was, all right. What was the last thing we were
4: talking about? Uh, the filters. I Well, the filters and and turning up and down your thermostat.
1: Yeah, the thermostat, I think we kind of got a pretty good idea on that. And, you know, if you go to an old home, you will see, say say you walk into a house that hasn't had heating and air running in it. Yeah. It's falling apart. So it tells you that you have to have a heating and air system in a home removing. So if you do too many variations in a house where you keep this room closed and this room not, Mm -hmm. You're going to have issues,
4: well, if you and that's also a regional issue, too. I mean, if you go up to you were talking about being from the Adirondacks, yeah, um, it's not a very humid environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got extremes the other way, you just don't have the humidity. right. If you go up into the northeast, you see houses that are two three hundred years old, and they've yes. been there forever. Yes, all right They don't have air conditioning. No, which, they don't you know, if you come down here to the south, the southeast, really, you don't see houses lasting that long they just don't last that long because you have the high moisture content it gets into the wood okay and it creates wood rot okay so that was another thing about turning off the uh, the air conditioning upstairs you're allowing that moisture to get in the walls and to get into your home
0: so i should so as we determined in the first half Mm -hmm. hour of the show i should always run the heating and air conditioning in every room of my house. Yes? 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 yes. 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 Is there anything I can do to save money at all? Probably
4: no. Replace change, the filter. Change your filter. <laughs> yes. All right. Get a maintenance agreement. Have, Get a ma- oh, oh. have your company come out and check it twice a year to make sure it's running at peak efficiency. Clean the coils. Clean the drains. Check the uh, check the electrical connections. All those things. That's the stuff you're doing. I'm not. That's correct. I'm not doing correct.
0: it. Not doing it. All right. I had the thermostat uh, break. Put it in myself. Felt really good about it. Now it's, it continued to the temperature lowered in my house. For, you know, and mm-hmm. we almost froze to death while I was trying to get debug the system. <laughs> do you suggest anybody doing that? Putting a you thermostat know, on themselves.
4: We have a lot of homeowners that do that themselves. Yeah. The. Uh, in fact, I get a lot of calls on that, a lot of questions on that. Because yeah, because of, they
0: got it halfway done. There's more right. Than, it there's kind of goes than, back to...
4: More,
1: more than two wires?
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so absolutely. It gets confusing. <laughs> it's
0: there were like 12 wires.
4: Wow. Oh, well,
0: the, Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit in my right. memory.
4: You know, the minimum you're going to find on a, just a heat system is two, okay? No, a traditional not... system is going to be four or five, and that's yes. a... Uh, when I say traditional, I mean gas, gas, heat. Central yep. air conditioning. When you get into your heat pumps, you're getting eight wires before yes, you add an outdoor temperature sensor. So you can, you can really get up into an, you know. And each manufacturer years ago used to have different designations for their terminals versus what another manufacturer would use.
0: I found that it was not all that difficult to figure out which <laughs> wire, what went to what terminal? Okay. It was fairly impossible for my for for me to hook up the wires without crossing wires because the terminals themselves were one-sixteenth of an inch okay. apart.
4: Did did you read step 1 in what the What was manager? one step? What no. Turn, turn off. Turn off turn what? off the switch. <laughs> turn
0: off. Yes. No, no, no. I didn't electrocute <laughs> myself or anything. No, I'm just saying that to to put on even, you know, this this programmable thing, mm-hmm. it said colors of wire. Correct. And the colors of wire actually followed with my house. Mm-hmm. That was really good. I don't know whoever standardized that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The wire itself was not long enough to come very far out of the wall. Mm-hmm. So here I am standing on a chair trying to screw in the red wire and the red post Right? With, with about mm-hmm. a half inch or an inch to work with, it was very little, yeah, yeah. one screw was right next to the other. There was no piece mm-hmm. of plastic between them. I, w- I ended up shorting something. No, I didn't hurt anything.
4: Mm-hmm. Could T- I have? Uh, not necessarily. There's a uh, there's a little three or five amp fuse down at the uh, furnace or the heat pump that pretty much that's the first thing that's going to blow, okay. Yeah, it's low voltage. it's twenty four volts. so. And then he'll have to call you at that point. Hey, and we're okay with that. (laughs) Because we're not going to tell you where the fuse is at.
0: (laughs) That's totally, you're absolutely right. And and honestly, many things should actually go to qualified professionals. As as long as the neighbor hasn't already done it, I can Mm -hmm. call somebody else. Correct. If my neighbor has done the repair, then my wife says, no, you probably do it just fine. I'll go to the store and get it. (laughs) All right. Um, Heating, ventilating, and air conditioning and mold. Mm-hmm. These are very tightly clo- tightly uh, connected concepts. That's
4: correct. Yes.
0: Uh, in North Carolina, many houses have these crawl spaces, mm-hmm. and the the vents are the the conduit, whatever mm-hmm. it is, the ductwork. work. Mm-hmm. It, I guess I guess it is ductwork. That's correct. Going yes. up underneath the
4: house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with mold a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. In what, ca- in what scenarios? Oh, man. Uh, past two years have been incredibly humid. Uh, there's been instances where we've gone under houses, and it's raining under the house. The humidity content under the house can actually get higher than what it is outside. It just collects and, and runs up. And then when you have, there again, we've got that temperature disparity. We have that very cold duck that's right. running in a hot, humid environment. Okay. It's going to sweat. Well, now you're adding even more humidity to that area. Wood is very porous. It absorbs that moisture. Yeah. So once that wood absorbs the moisture, it does two things. It starts to rot, and it yeah. also creates a haven for wood-boring insects. Jeremy, talk a little bit about um,
1: attic ventilation mm-hmm. and insulation and how that mm-hmm. can affect sweating and
4: condensation and things like that oh, heat rises yeah. I mean we, we all know that but when you look at it on an air conditioning and that happens all year in your house the heat's still rising it's just on a yeah. you know doesn't take a lot for it to start to rise but so if you have an attic that's 120 130 degrees and your insulation levels have fallen over the years from compaction mm-hmm. or you know people have moved it to add lighting or, or whatever yeah.
1: because with with insulation the dead airspace mm-hmm. in the
4: actual bat is important that's correct. what saying is that's it correct. compacts and mm-hmm. you lose the dead airspace. that's correct you yeah. lose your r value right. as it's called right. the resistance value through right. that uh through that medium there but uh as that compacts and you lose that r value the temperature of the sheetrock itself your ceiling actually mm-hmm. rises mm-hmm. Yes. Right now you start to radiate that heat into the structure and the structure sees it as a temperature rise, mm-hmm. your air conditioning just turned back on again mm-hmm. So it's a continuous process so you're actually costing yourself money that way now.
0: Alright, now I can ask you a question mm-hmm. that's bugged me since we moved in. <laughs> the um, previous owner of my house mm-hmm. has one of those it's a temperature sensitive fan uh-huh. in the bonus room to pull the air it was originally to pull the air out of the bonus room mm-hmm. with the door closed Now and think of it as an attic because it extended at that time the length of the house mm-hmm. okay this makes sense because a lot of people have that when it gets to a certain temperature the fan kicks off. Yes, right
4: yes adding ventilator correct
0: we also have a ridge vent mm-hmm. the length of the house that's correct i'm wearing a belt and Suspenders. That's correct. I have two mm-hmm. products that are supposed to keep
4: me. Mm-hmm. Am I? Is one defeating the other? They are. They are. In that aspect, yeah. You actually probably have all three What's on this third? particular soffit vents.
0: I do. Yeah yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: You have all three. The ridge vent is designed to work with the soffits. Yeah. The air comes from yep. the soffits up the inside of the uh, the ridge line or the roof line and yes. then out. The, the ridge vent.
0: Am I correct here? Uh, if uh, Those listening at home, uh, if you wonder whether you have a ridge vent, do you have a little lumpy on top of the Exactly.
4: House? It looks like a little mushroom. That, right. That,
0: if you have an extra roof mm-hmm. on your roof.
4: That's correct. little teeny tiny roof in the center of the house. At the, peak. the yes, very, at the peak. very yeah. peak, you have an extra little roof line there, right?
0: I really only needed the soffit and that that ridge line that that's correct
4: yeah if you i
0: don't need that fan well
1: that's that's partly true Uh, jeremy jeremy is 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 telling you yes the school of thought is generally that's the case yes the one thing you got to remember though is hip roofs and some other roofs may not have be able to get enough ridge vent to handle the volume of air that's in the attic so, at times, you need other things. And, yeah. you know, the ridge vent is a passive system. That's correct. And uh, you need to make sure everything's flowing and your baffles are there so the airflow is not constricted between your soffits and your your ridge uh, vent. I have told people that a thermostatic and controlled fan, if it's in the right location, if it's actually... Decided to the temperature is high enough to where that thing needs to kick on, mm-hmm. then that means the ridge vent really can't handle the heat in your attic. So let that thing kick on. Yeah. And yeah. as long as there's some air movement going on in the
4: attic, it helps. Yes. Um, but there's different schools of thought. There is, there is. And yep. that's, there's, um, you talked about the passive mm-hmm. system, you mm-hmm. have the active system. Yep. And then when you add gable ends into that, it right. changes the entire right. game up there. It's the hot and the cold. The whole. Flow. My experience with this has yeah. been they all work in their own way. Now yeah. whether one needs a little help from the other or not, mm-hmm. my interest in it is is twofold. Number one, I tend to have duct work up there so I want to keep that duct work as cool as possible. Yeah. Number two, when I have an active system such as the power roof ventilator, the PRV or mm-hmm. the attic fan as people call it, um, I want to make sure that it's pulling air from the attic. And yeah. not pulling it from my house. Interesting. Yeah. I don't want to put that house into yeah. a negative pressure because guess what? Now I'm bringing in outside air. Mm-hmm. Right. And then would that be an insulation issue more this, so? At it, that point? Well, it's it's an air sealing issue. Yeah, exactly. create a continuous Lots envelope. Yeah. You will actually, if uh, if you look at uh, Duke Energy's website, they actually have a rebate for air sealing in your attic, and that's one of the thing and in increasing your insulation. All that, right. Uh,
0: we're going to talk about uh, how hot it's going to get this week, if it is at <laughs> all, and how that'll affect our air conditioning and then so forth. If you want to throw a question at us? That's a good idea. 919 860 9783. 919 860 9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Radio six eighty WPTF, making your home great. We are now on two hours. We've uh, expanded
1: two, Tim, to, two to four every Saturday. Two to
0: four every Saturday. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander. And today we're talking with Jeremy Walrick from Newcomb & Company. We're talking about uh, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. But first, the AccuWeather forecast, which is cloudy and uh, cooler today. You know that by now. High near 51. Overnight low 44. Tomorrow it's a high of 58 with an overnight low of 41. And Monday only up to about 49 degrees. A lot of us are going to open the windows. It's going to be a cloudy and rainy day On Martin Luther King Day. 47 and a real field of 52 news radio 680 WPTF. And I made the major radio mistake that we were just chatting during the break rather than planning what it is we're going to talk about next. Which I guess is going to continue with the topic of heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. Um, And I'm going to ask the question that brought a smile to to Jeremy's uh, face. How do you know when you've hired somebody... And they're not the right person for that job. Oh, man. Ugh.
4: That's I'm, a tough one to answer. I, I mean,
0: it, you know, um, my example had to do with somebody who hung one piece of wood with three nails and there were 15 other nail mar- or hammer marks in the piece of wood. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you know when somebody is just, shall we say, blowing air? In the HVAC business <laughs> is what I'm asking.
4: Well, a license would help. Yeah, absolutely. A licensed a contractor. Licensed is the f- number one yep. thing we tell people to look for. Um, competency. I mean, um, I mean that's that's yeah. a hard one to. Uh, most homeowners know when something's not right. Oh yeah. And yeah. if you if you feel something's not right, by all means, any reputable contractor will. Be okay with you saying, hey, hold on a second. Yeah. What are we doing here? Right. Right. They'll be okay with that.
0: If the the van says, um, you know, Ralph's uh, plumbing, electrical, and then in a handwritten part, HVAC. (laughs) Sharpie marker on the side. (laughs) Sharpie marker, HVAC, and company, and then underneath it, and faxes. Yes. And public faxes. Yes. No, I, I mean, I, you know, you, you call somebody, you hope they're going to fix it, okay? Well, I think one of the things, too, that we should mention is
1: that uh, people want to have their cake and eat it, too. So, uh, not everybody, but there's a large segment of the population that wants to have the lowest price and they want top quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Th- those two things don't match. They don't. You can't don't. run a business and buy the right stuff and supply the right help and and be cheap. Exactly. You, you will be out of business immediately, mm-hmm. and a few people will get lucky and find that individual mm-hmm. that for those one or two times, and he'll be out of business very quick. But the companies that charge appropriately to pay for all their expenses, they're the ones that are going to do a good job, mm-hmm. and you're going to have mm-hmm. to pay for that.
0: And you're, you, the people who are sent to the location, the people who are, let's say you're a former field tech, mm-hmm. the field tech right. has got to be working in that field, for how long before they can be left alone?
4: Oh, well, that's that depends upon the individual themselves, and some companies even have a specific requirement, a timeline requirement. Yeah, that's requirement. The, business, yeah. the business makes that decision. Yeah, that, thing, that's yeah. typically your your supervisors that are going to make that decision as to is this is this person ready to handle a truck on his own? And there's a number of. Uh, Things that go into that, you know, how well does does, uh, does this person handle homeowners? I mean, because they are the front line of the company. How well do they handle handle that interaction? Um, But, you know, the most important thing is do they know what they're doing? You know, are they a parts changer? Do they keep changing parts until they finally get the system running correctly? Or do they really know how to go in and diagnose what's going on with this system?
0: Do you find other people's work and then shake your head and say, "I can't believe this guy did this"? Absolutely, really. Absolutely. What's mm-hmm. it look like? I mean, what's the worst?
4: Mm, I, y- so many, I bet. Oh man, you know you—he's um, got the sprocket in backwards. <laughs> I've no. seen cases where you've uh, somebody's taken out a high efficiency furnace, which is a PVC vent, yeah, and gone back with an eighty percent furnace and reconnected back to that same vent which is a high-temperature vent furnace on a low-temperature vent. It melts. Ah. It's going to start shoving carbon monoxide into the crawl space. Of course, that was an unlicensed contractor that did the yeah, did the well, installation. Yeah. The, the homeowner thought they were getting a deal and, in fact, could have could have actually... Burned ended, the house ended, down? Well, not so much burned the house down, but it could have uh, could have gone to bed one morning and, or one night and never woke up the next morning. Carbon monoxide poisoning.
0: There's a story about a... Um, Somebody was in a restaurant, and it came out in the last month or so, and they're in the restaurant, and they felt sick.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And the person they were with felt sick, mm-hmm. and they looked around, and everybody in the restaurant just looked dopey. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that's what it was. It was, it was, carbon was carbon monoxide.
4: monoxide. Mm-hmm.
0: And they, mm-hmm. they evacuated. I mean, we didn't 25 years ago mm-hmm. put carbon monoxide detectors in our homes, mm-hmm. is that absolutely necessary? It's
4: required. Required. If we work on your system, in other yeah. words, if we if we replace your system, and yeah. it is a gas burning appliance, in mm-hmm. other words, it is a LP or uh, natural gas burning appliance. Yeah, we are required by code to install a carbon monoxide detector. Now, now that's you know we're not going to go and do the hard wiring and all that. It's just going to be a plug-in one. Yeah. But it's required now. It is. It can. You know. It's, it's the silent killer. You can go to bed one morning and never wake up.
0: In my house, we start out at the bottom, uh, underneath the house, mm-hmm. near the, w- with this ductwork that that's, it's big and it's metal. Mm-hmm. Upstairs, it looks like black
4: snakes. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Yes, around this area. The. Uh, the main trunk line is typically going to be a hard metal, either internally right. insulated or externally insulated, yeah. and then you have your flexible runouts from there and that's okay as long as it's designed correctly yes okay there's specific guidelines for ductwork. work it, uh one thing I want to mention mm-hmm. too on the on the show here when when
1: you come in to, to size a system for somebody's mm-hmm. house. Some people say, you know, I would like that system a little bit larger, mm-hmm. but but isn't it true? tell tell us the story on being
4: too small or too big mm-hmm. for, for a house, a system. Bigger is not better right. in air conditioning. Yep. Right. Remember we go back to where yep. we talked about we're we're removing the moisture from the structure. Mm-hmm. All right. In order to do that we need runtime. We need that system to run for a while to draw that moisture out of the the uh the structure itself. The the premise there is once we get it out, it's a very little effort to maintain it. Just, right? But if a system is too large, let's say you have a house that's uh, needs a two-ton air conditioner, mm-hmm. tonnage being how we size air right, conditioners, right. but somebody's put in a four-ton, all right, well the system is gonna say, hey, we need air conditioning, turn on. And it's gonna turn on the air is going to move so fast in that house yeah. that it's going to turn right back off never have a chance to dehumidify the house all right
0: jeremy Walrick from newcomen company thank you very much thank, thank you. you thank
4: you for having me tim
0: Ferruzzi and dave alexander back next saturday at 2 making your home great thank you yep
1: all right enjoy thank it see you guys next saturday all right take
0: care everybody we'll see you in the
3: middle of our house. There's a voice on-